0: Hey there heathens i'm john the godless engineer hi i'm Aaron Rod. hi this is andrew jasko this is don queen
1: from the godless heathens podcast hello i'm dr hector garcia
0: hi this is owen from rex and owen and the skeptical texans hey
2: i'm Stephen woodford of rationality rose
3: hi i'm thomas westbrook of holy kool-aid
2: hi this is matt Dillahunty.
0: hi
4: this is Brent and nikki from unapologetics
2: hi i'm daniel trump and i took a bit Wait, which
0: one second? I gotta put my hands up here. Yeah. To, Just I go ahead, Robert. Just go.
3: Hi, I'm Robert Stanley of the Right to Reason podcast, and I I took a, took a, left, a left
0: at, at the, the
3: valley,
4: valley. and Fantastic. we oh should I say it too? No, sorry. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists. You know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that. But with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen. I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims. That's something to be ashamed
3: Coming at you from a brand new decade, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and I found a woman crying. She lost 200 bucks. So I gave her $40 from the $200 I found earlier. That's good karma. (laughs) Joining me as usual is a team that was kidnapped by mimes. They did unspeakable things to them. (laughs) She'll remind you that if you want your child tender and mild, preheat the oven. Nancy. Well, sometimes <laughs> <It> <laughs> depends on the kind of tenderizer she's, you know. she's no theologian, but she finds it weird that Jesus' mill name is fucking
2: Exactly.
3: <laughs> and she looked at herself naked in the mirror and thought, I'm gonna get thrown out of Ikea in a minute. Cursed it. Yeah amazing how I got in there in the first place. You're not welcome to that place anymore, dear. No, I'm not. Welcome back, ladies, to a brand new decade. And a brand new studio. A brand new studio, yeah. yes, yes. A brand new, a bit more cramped <laughs> <laughs> studio, okay. but dedicated to it. We'll make it work. Yeah.
4: We'll work out the kinks.
3: Yeah. So, today we'll be talking to Tracy Harris of the Atheist Experience, or formerly of the Atheist Experience, and Ethan Dodge. But first, let's do a bit of chit chat. That's going to be in the second half of the show. Okay, did you guys hear the story? This is a wonderful Canadian story here. Um, there's this little kid. His name is Jacob. He's eight years old.
2: Aww.
3: He's a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, he lives in Quebec, which is odd because, you know, in Quebec, usually you'll find either an OD fan or Habs fan or something like that. But anyway, the kid likes the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? So his dad orders a birthday cake for oh. the kid, right? <laughs> and he, buy, he buys the cake and he... They, they tell him to put a stencil of the Toronto Maple Leaf logo on the cake for, for little Jacob and he gets the cake and he doesn't really check it and brings it home and when they open the cake they had a Maple Leaf logo but of Maple Leaf Foods <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, now, now for, for American listeners, if you don't know what Maple Leaf Foods is, it, it's, a, it's a company that basically makes uh, um, cold cuts,
5: below, yeah, bologna, bologna, that kind yeah. of stuff, right? Yeah. You know, what
3: would be the American equivalent? Uh, Cargill,
5: maybe? Um, I'll think of it in a minute.
3: You know, or, or Jimmy Dean sausage. Right? It's okay. like, it's like for example, you yeah. order a cake from James Dean with James Dean, the actor, and you get a cake that says the Jimmy Dean sausage on it or something like that. Okay. That's the mistake. So... <laughs> Poor kid, you know, he, he took it with grace. And, and uh, the the great little story uh, finishes that uh, Maple Leaf Foods that they, they basically apologized. and They actually offered, even though it was not their fault at all, mm-hmm. right? They basically they had nothing to do with the cake. Yeah, but they offered to also t- uh, send the kid and his father and his family I guess to a game. Aww. Oh, I'm which was so. I mean, it's brilliant
5: marketing. It's and brilliant it's marketing. To, uh, at oh the yeah, same like
3: time. that's. It yeah. looks really really good for them to do something. Like oh that, so. yeah. Okay. Staying with Canadian News. If I say the Avro Arrow, you guys know what I'm talking about. Nancy knows what I'm talking about. I
1: have absolutely no idea what the
3: Avro Arrow. Nancy, you were on the design team for that plane, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Well I can't I can't admit one way or the
5: (laughs) other. That does ring bells.
3: The Avro Arrow, if you talk to some of the older Canadians, is that legendary Canadian fighter jet that had a delta wing configuration that was built. uh, They had plans. uh, It was a a plane that was way ahead of its time. And the plans were scrapped over 60 years ago. Um, Well, the original blueprints have been found. And are on display at the University of Saskatchewan. Oh, that's cool. In 1959, there's a guy named Ken Barnes. Uh, he was a senior draftsman on the project for the A.V. Row Canada, which is why they called it the Avro Arrow. And um, uh, when when the, uh, the 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 contract or the project was canceled by Prime Minister Diefenbaker back then, uh, and there was a lot of rumors that, that he had to cave into U.S. pressure from big companies because also in the the Canadian this plane is. Is a legend in the mind of most Canadians because that plane, had it gone into production, might still be in use today. It was that far ahead of its time. Yeah. Mm. And it was, um, um, yeah, the documents, the movements the, the were ordered destroyed, but he took them and he hid them in his house.
4: Well done, oh. sir. Yes.
3: So the, the plane was, uh, at the time, the plane was able to travel twice the speed of sound. They're way ahead of its time, way ahead of its time, and it was the facet in its class. Um, when the Avro rolled out, just to give you an idea, Sputnik was also launched. Wow. The reason at the time that was given for scrapping the Canadian uh, jet, although there's always been conspiracy theories and rumors that uh, the government, the Canadian government, caved to U.S. Uh, pressure because all of a sudden you had, like, uh, Lockheed Martin and all these big companies that were fighting competition right next door. Uh, But also the reason, the official reason that was given is, at the time, they were starting to develop ballistic missiles. And they thought, what was the point of building fighter jets if you're going to be launching missiles? And they thought the war was heading that way. It's just going to be missiles against missiles. Of course, history proved the opposite. Jets are still being used. Mm -hmm. But at the time, they thought, why build a jet that will take so much time to go to a place like soviet union back then uh while the missile is going to reach it's going to be much much faster that was the quote-unquote kind of official reason why the the plane was discontinued uh this was a completely canadian effort it was canadian built the engines were canadian built everything was it was called a mohawk engine and like i said the plane was way 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 ahead of its time and it's a it's still a very sore spot for a lot of canadians who felt that the government would just start caving into u.s interests it's a good so,
5: thing they saved the uh, the um, blueprints. It's yeah. amazing that they weren't archived someplace. But- well,
3: yeah, exactly. It's, it's, why would you archive something like that? Why would you order that destroyed? Is beyond me, but. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that's why there's conspiracy theories. This falls exactly in the same category of saying, you know, the 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 conspiracy theory hero. Oh, this guy built this car that was run entirely by water, then it was bought up by GM, and then also the car disappeared. That falls into the same kind of category. Mm. There's probably a kernel of truth in there somewhere. How much of it we'll never know. We'll never know.
5: But anyway, all's well that ends well.
3: Yeah, so it's kind of nice to see that these blueprints are still uh, in existence. Um, And, of course, we have got to talk about the the news that's been going all over the place for probably a good week now. Um, The Iranian crisis Mm -hmm. and the U.S. Um, Okay, who wants to start on this?
5: I want to end it. It's (laughs) already started, if you can find a way to end it with, you know... Everyone surviving—that would be great.
3: Okay, so unless you've been living uh, 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 in the moon, on the moon, in a cave with your, uh, with your um, fingers in your ears, uh, essentially the U.S. moved to kill uh, a general, uh, General Soleimani. <laughs> Uh, and they basically ambushed him and kind of drone strike and kill the guy. Iran basically warned the U.S. that they would uh, and announce some retaliations and they threw some rockets at some military bases uh, in the U.S. And apparently there was a rumor, uh, hasn't quite been quite confirmed yet, that apparently they, they decided to miss the bases on purpose. Just to show, basically, the Americans, yeah, we're going to fight you if we have to.
4: Like, we have the power. We these have are, the power. These are warning shots.
3: Yeah. And in the meantime, of course, Trump decided to back down his stupid, rash decision. And uh, Iran also announced at the same time they were abandoning the nuclear treaty that you know, the U.S. has already moved out of. And now the rest of Europe was trying to keep Iran there, and they were, uh-huh. until the U.S. basically pulled that bonehead move um and of course in the meantime also there's a commercial flight flight ps752 that was shot down apparently as we say this uh, uh iran imp- apparently admitted it was a mistake they were not supposed to shoot that down they just thought the plane was uh, like a, an american fire jet or something like that and it was shot down by mistake um, now i'm hearing a lot from uh, conservative talk radio that you know they think the Iranians are full of shit and they shot that plane on purpose. Frankly, I don't think so. Why what would be the advantage of shooting you know a simple uh, civilian jet
4: yeah.
3: uh, uh, down, you know, it's not something you do when you even go to war. So I, yeah. I think I think these conservatives have to really really rethink.
1: Well, and that's the shit thing about war is that casualties happen. Yeah,
3: civilian damage,
1: casualties right. happen.
3: They do. They do. Uh there was a It's uh,
5: ironic that it that the Iranians were in a Ukrainian um, um, plane yeah. with all of the news swirling around
3: the, uh, as well. the Ukrainians,
5: yeah. and the um, it, it brings. Unfortunately, it brings together you know the war in the Middle East, the, what's happening in Ukraine with with Trump, and of course the impeachment. Everything is swirling, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and it's so hard to keep up with all the horrific. Uh, news that comes out every single day. It's just... It's scary. It's very scary.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um,
5: And self-imposed by you-know-who.
3: Yeah. And of course, uh, right now, uh, this is still a volatile situation as we say this, as we speak about this. And, you know... um, I don't know what the hell Mango Mussolini was thinking of doing something like that. And well, you know exactly
5: what he was thinking. I don't want—I don't want all this news of the impeachment, you know, to, to spoil the fact that I'm such a great leader. I can solve do, do you really- the Middle East problem, and the way to do that is to take out Soleimani. You know, even though no one else has done it because they realized that conflagration was going to follow.
3: Yeah. But I mean, there's certainly there's certainly a valid hypothesis, and you know that he would, and I wouldn't put it past somebody like Trump to actually try something like that, you know, just to to get the the, the press off his back.
5: Well, didn't he, didn't it just come out that he did say that one of the reasons that he did this was to get some support from the GOP? Oh, really? in The Senate? Yeah. No,
3: I, I didn't see that. Yeah, and, that's the latest. So that that's he, the latest. Huh? They
5: call, yeah. Whether, and, now, whether that's accurate, but that was the the latest that he did, you know, admit that that was one of the reasons that that uh, fueled his uh, mm-hmm.
3: decision. And of course, to our American uh, audience, uh, guys, come on, uh, you, you, 2020 is around the corner. You have to vote this idiot out of there. How much damage is he going to do to your country before, you know, you know, you, will, you guys will be fixing this for another 20 years. Just the problems he's caused in the last three years, at least, at the very mm-hmm. least. And of course, right now, Trump, as we speak also, he's asking NATO and NATO members um, for help with Iran, to try to reel Iran in. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The, after all these three years that he's been bashing all his allies, including Canada, including the UK, including France, including Germany, he's been bashing them, basically all turning around and saying, fuck you, screw you, bud. You know, you're on your own on this. When you don't come crawling to us, we've been trying to keep Iran on the the, the, the right side. And you know what? For the most part, it was working. You know, Iran wasn't. It didn't go rogue like uh, North Korea, and they, they were they were collaborating with the nuclear treaty. No, no, no. Trump decided to come in and wave his big dick around like he like like an idiot, and you know now all of a sudden he's bashing everybody, and now he's he's coming to all these nations, allies or former allies anyway, saying, "Oh, come on, you guys got to help us with Iran." Ugh, I don't think yeah. so, bud. I don't think so. This is this is this is your bed. You lay in it, you know. And unfortunately, the American public and the American GIs might have to pay for his stupidity. Yeah. This what is this is what bothers me. Will. Yeah. Yeah. Will. I mean, it was already that shot, that that plane that was shot down, uh, there was like 63 Canadians? Yes, yes 63. there was. Yeah, so uh, there's with this wonderful little cartoon, uh, the, this morning I saw a political cartoon where you have like the Ayatollah with a gun, and you got Trump fa- facing him with a gun, and there's a dead Canadian in between the two of them, and they've both shot, but the, the Canadian is the, the, the one that mm-hmm. got the bullet, and that really speaks loudly. Mm-hmm. Um God damn, I hope the Americans, you know, wake up in 2020 and just remove this stain of humanity. I can't believe this guy. Uh, Ugh, we could do an entire podcast just on No, drugs. I just
5: find myself really wondering um, what it's going to take for the Republicans in the Senate to do the right thing. Because at this point, everything you know, is uh, is on their shoulders. Oh, yeah. Whether or not they're going to acquit him mm-hmm. and take the easy way out for what they think are their own careers or they're going to take the moral high ground
2: and they're, say, they're this guy
5: take... is nuts. He needs to be out and we'll deal with the fallout, you know, after we've the done the
3: right thing. They're not going to take the moral high ground. Trump Trump will loses support once he realizes that there are jobs on the line. That's what's going to happen. Once the voters come out and basically said, you know what? We're kicking you out because you're an idiot supporting Trump. That's when they're going to lose, that Trump is going to lose all his support. Because it's their job. That's all they care about. As long as they can make keep their job and make the money, that's all they care about. Trump will then lose all the support. He will not have that loyalty there. But when is that going to happen? Soon, I hope.
5: Let's see. And it
3: kind of reminds me of that thing where they say, you know, uh, for evil triumph, it, it just A good takes man to do good yeah. men to do nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's exactly what's happening. All right. Anyway, yeah. well, something a bit, uh, a bit more uh, cheerful. We have some. Melt-up. Yay! Melt-up. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> well, this is just a, a, little, a little one from our, 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 our friend Freethinker215 and Nelson. Ha ha, Muntz. Uh, good evening. Gress, best of LETV 2019 compilation show. You did a fine job summarizing each clip as it, it, it was played. Also a good job on finding the best part of each individual episode to use. I thought it was hilarious when you messed up and said Matt Delonte was the host of The Thinking Atheist. <laughs> Watch out, Seth Andrews. Thanks for the shout out. And that's from my friend Free 215 215 Aww. so there we go you rock thank you so much for that Free Thinker 215 okay let's move on there so yeah, now what we are thank you for
5: listening to the, that program and letting us know how you feel we love your mail and look forward to it every time you send us something we do yay it makes us feel loved <laughs> yeah
3: okay my dear Nancy you got a top 10 for us
5: uh, okay. Okay.
3: Oh,
5: yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, a lot of the uh, uh, news, well, the, the news in the, in the last week or so has been looking back to um, the top 10 of what went on in the previous decade. So keeping with that theme, um, let's see how you guys think these... Uh, 10 major events of the 2010 really were major events or whether you would have picked some others. These come from history.com and um, there's no particular ranking. They're just in different categories. So one of the major events, uh, according to history.com, in uh, the 2010s to the 2020 was Occupy Wall Street.
2: Do you think that was a
5: newsworthy? Um, Yes, just slightly. (laughs) Yeah, a thousand people marched to the streets of New York, uh, New York Financial District in September 2011 under Occupy Wall Street banner. And they condemned the income equality, the influence of money in politics and called for an overhaul of what they saw as a failing financial system. So in the past ten years, how how have they done? Well, I, I don't know that's like
2: how that yeah. specifically
1: is done, but it's really funny hearing with the current protest like culture that America has right now where they get like hundreds of thousands of people, hearing like this, there's a thousand people. It's like oh, it's so small. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the, the, the problem with the um, Occupy Wall Street is I think the intentions were good. I think they they started doing it good, but then they didn't take it a step further. They didn't do they should. They, they did the rich. Yeah, Occupy Occupy <laughs> Wall Street should have been the uh, the other side of the metal to the Tea Party. Right, uh, and that's what it should have been. It should have been kind of like almost like the crazies, because at some point you kind of need that. You, you need the crazies to come out, because at some point you know you you're being peaceful. You're being, but when you, how do I how do I put this? When you're being too peaceful, at some point you're just discarded to the side, not taken seriously. And this, I think this is what happened at the end. Occupy. Mm-hmm. If they had ramped up the pressure, I think they would have gone further.
5: Yeah, well, it's interesting if you look at that, and then you look at Bernie Sanders in mm-hmm. 2016. You can see how you know the the protesting and the bringing out of the young people and income equality sort of led led the way. You know, to um, um, uh, the, uh, the you know the, the way the, the young people turned out more in the 2016, and how they're I think they're they're much more um, motivated you know, to uh, to get out and, and express their opinions and to get down and actually write to their senators and so forth. And I'm going I'm to I'm gonna win you
3: on this, Day okay. uh, you, you you and I were disagreeing about who the next candidate for the, the Democrats are. Okay. Right now, will you agree with me that Sanders got the best chance there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm
5: not saying. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> moving, moving right on. Um, the next one. Is Black Lives Matter? Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That was a powerful. It didn't start out powerfully, but that again, it, that was in 2013, and that started out by three black female activists mm-hmm. using social media, um, Black Lives Matter, in response to the acquittal. Of, of George Zimmerman. Zimmerman, that's right who shot and killed uh, Trayvon asshole. Martin. Yeah,
2: All so that that's how skills. that started.
5: and they've become much more credible and much more powerful. Mm-hmm. So that that is a, um, th- I think that is an important yeah. important event, and they're still they're still going, and they're still they're still a growing. They have a growing role in, in social media. Number three. The 2016 presidential, you know, these Gross. are more U.S. centric, but there's no doubt that the 2016 was a... That was a world event. That was a world event. It was world-changing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, just fucking slightly. I, I, th- I
3: think the 2016 election uh, had the unfortunate effect of showing us how many people within our ranks actually are full of hatred. And contempt, and yeah. it's like ah, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't thinking it was that bad.
1: Now, who to not talk to anymore because they're
3: gross? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm sure that's all right. Thank yeah, people.
5: I mean this whole great "Make America Great Again," which really masked the widespread discontent among white working class voters, and. The white the Washington establishment, undocumented immigrants, everything, everything has changed. The world is upside down since 2016. Mm -hmm. So we're living in the worst timeline. Yeah, moving, (laughs) yeah, moving out of the U.S. and into the world a little bit. Brexit, gross, starting in 2016. People are stupid. Yeah, people are just really stupid. Yeah, how do you think that's going to turn out?
1: Stupidly.
3: I, 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 th- I think they're going to come to a point where they, they're going to have to uh, completely ignore that referendum and basically say no, it's not doable, or have to redo a referendum. I think
1: what's going to happen is a hard Brexit, and it's just going to collapse their um, economy, and everyone's going to die.
3: I, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, even even the staunchest conservative, you know, once the numbers are in front of them, they're not going to be able to justify doing a hard Brexit. Well, yeah, because
1: everyone will die.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So.
5: Number
3: anyway, five, the impeachment. Oh,
5: yeah. Not much more we can say about that. Yeah. It's still going. We don't know how it's going to turn out at this point, but that's another earth shaker to see what's going to happen. No,
3: I don't know much about the impeachment process. I know, I know that they have to bring in front of the Senate and the, basically the senators are basically saying, oh, yeah, we'll vote whichever way Trump tells us to. Yeah, it shows how impartial you are. But <laughs> can't, can't they, I wonder if, uh, what's her name, Nancy Pelosi? Can, yeah. Can't she not hold on to that's, this?
1: That's literally what she's doing.
3: No, but I mean, hold on to it, to the election, and just have it like like a dark cloud over Trump's head all the time. can. If she can't do that, I think that's what I yeah. would
1: do. Yeah, because right now they can still be in the House, they're still...
3: Because if they bring in front of the Senate, and they, the Senate basically the decides to go vote the same way as Trump, Trump's going to say exonerated. Of course. He's going to say that, right? Yeah. And of course, his followers are going to fall for that.
1: Because they're stupid.
3: Well... Or misinformed
1: Stupid.
3: I do know it's you know
5: it's in politics there's there's no telling whether or not you know she's good at timing she really is yeah. she, she'll pick the opportune moment to do it you know and she and. But yeah, I mean if know, they if they hold we'll on see. to
3: it and wait to elect a senate that's different from the, yeah. the one they currently yeah. have all of a sudden you might have yeah, the I whole thing know. go for real right? let's we'll, we'll see
5: we'll see what happens um number six the Haiti earthquake—that's mm. kind of gotten buried with yes. the other yeah. the other news—but it was the deadliest natural disaster of the decade. It was in 2010, and it was a magnitude 7.0 earthquake um, in the West Indian island of Hispaniola in the afternoon of January 12th. So we're almost on the anniversary of of that one. Um, they had a dozen um, powerful aftershocks, and it killed an estimated 200,000 to 250,000 people and affected more than 3 million, and we barely talk about it. Yeah, it we barely, feels like forever ago.
3: If you compare it to the uh, 2004 tsunami yeah. that killed as many people, you're right. We barely talk about that.
5: Yeah. No. Well, speaking I'm of that, number seven are the hurricanes. Are less mm. people to and the, the, the hurricanes, <laughs> there were several massive hurricanes. We seem to remember the hurricanes more than we do the, uh, the Haiti earthquake. But the hurricanes and tropical storms hit in uh, 2010, um, uh, starting in 2012, with Sandy. And that unleashed record-setting gales and storm surges in the northeast, um, and it killed more than 230 people, and that's oh, The one that 70 billion.
3: That's the one that flooded New York. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they had the Sandy uh, yeah. Sandy Hook
5: thing. Sandy, well, Sandy Hook was the shooting. That was a shooting. Yeah, sorry. But Sandy was the was the hurricane um, off in of New Jersey and off the eastern coast. 2017, there were three major hurricanes: yeah. Harvey, Irma, and Maria. They yep. struck Texas, Florida, and Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. You can never forget the Puerto Rico one because they still haven't
3: recovered. Yeah, how
5: they were treated.
3: They also just had an earthquake, didn't they?
5: Yeah,
1: they did.
3: They just had an earthquake on top of that. Jesus kick a guy window down, right? Yeah, and they
1: I fall. wonder if people still don't have power.
3: Yeah. Probably.
4: Exactly. Pretty likely.
5: Yeah. So um scientists have linked the increasing intensity, if not frequency, to climate change with mm-hmm. Shock Shocker. Yeah. Number eight, terrorist attacks. During the second decade following 9 11, uh, terrorism continued around the world. There were major attacks the Boston Marathon, uh, Paris, uh, London Bridge, Barcelona, Orlando, Florida. The Walmart in El Paso, um, and uh, U.S. Special Ops took down two major leaders of the Islamic terrorism, uh, Osama bin Laden and Abu Bakr al Baghdadi.
2: But wow. it's still,
5: but still prevalent. I don't see any. I don't see that it's going to stop. You know, no. or I think it's going to increase. Anybody else believe it's going to increase? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you were getting more white dudes. Yeah, shooting places up. Yeah, we are. Well, that's number nine, which is mass shootings. Oh, which, they, which is separate <laughs> from the terror, domestic terror. Yeah. they're they're separating yeah. the mass shootings. from... Why? Because the mass shootings are more domestic. They the, they're looking at the at the terrorist attacks as being mostly out of the okay, country. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and the the mass shootings, um, which just keep, you know, more horrifying episodes, you know, one after another horrible said, yeah. That's there goes Sandy Hook in Connecticut uh, Stoneman Douglas in Parkland, Florida and dozens of others almost every other week it seems right. yeah, and I
4: think the sad part between the mass shootings and the terrorist acts is there's enough of them to separate them
5: yeah. greatly yeah. yeah it's awful number 10 and just
1: so America knows yes school shootings is your thing that yeah. that's a your thing. Yeah. Yes. No one else gets that. No That's an American thing. Yeah. It's
4: very much a you problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Work your shit out, guys. No. Yeah. So number
5: ten, on um, sort of a high note, um, advances in LGBTQ rights. Yeah. Yeah decades saw key advances around the world, which is a good thing, with the legalization of same sex marriage in eighteen countries. Including Argentina, France, Great Britain, Australia, Ireland, Germany, and the U.S. via the Supreme Court, of course. Um, Meanwhile, anti-gay laws passed in Russia and China um, were not so good, and there's an ongoing battle still in the U.S. over laws preventing transgender people from using bathrooms matching their gender identity. But generally, it's been it's more of a positive. So those are the ten. And there are some honorable mentions with the uh, new generation of British royals, uh, with the uh, Prince George and, and Princess Charlotte, and also um, Prince Harry and what's her what's her name? Megan. Megan. Yeah. And the Me Too movement. Uh, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series, and. Um, the rise of Simone Biles, the 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 uh, talented gymnast who won four hmm. gold
1: medals. Those are sort of honorable mentions.
5: I would totally anyway. put
1: the Me Too movement above the Wall Street, whatever that was. Wall Street, um, the yeah, the the, the march. A march by march, a it, yeah. by a thousand people. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Why isn't the Me Too movement above that? That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess both in their in their own way, you know. Yeah, but the Me Too movement Me is too way movement. Yeah. A more yeah. pivotably pivotally changing of the whole yeah. Western society, yeah. and not even just Western society, the world. Because you get people in China. There's yeah, the they, Me Too movement there too. Yeah, they put Me Too movement down
5: um, as one Sexist number thirteen, list. rather than <laughs> up in the the uh, top ten. But yeah, wow. the Me Too movement it it, it exploded. And finally, yeah. you know, women are getting the 50 bucks um, as a man credibility list. that they deserve. Anyway, <laughs> anybody have it's like any, I'm putting this way down here. Yeah. Anybody have anything to add
3: to um Oh, I stopped
5: being
1: religious. That, uh, that was, was good. A, that should have been on the list. There <laughs> yeah,
3: we go.
1: Really? My own personal. Yeah. yeah. It's only been since like oh god, 2014? Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ
3: no Jesus I'm nothing to do with that <laughs>
1: and here and here you are
3: and here you are now yeah. you're an atheist podcast heathen can't yeah. believe it alright well thank you so much my dear Nancy that was great if you got anything else you guys yeah. thought we should have added send an email to Nancy no email so left at valley left at valley at com. care of Nancy and uh, make sure you bribe her as well perfect Can you tell we've been off for a couple weeks? We're off a game, aren't we? Not that we ever had a game, but anyway.
4: We had a game all our own. We just got to find it again. Exactly.
3: All right, my dear. You have another brilliant moment for us? I do. Brought to you by religion.
4: So, Riley Harris, a student at the University of Southern Maine, had a straightforward assignment for his art class. Take a book and repurpose it into something else.
1: Oh, God, tell me he uses the Bible. Of course.
4: (laughs) This is another brilliant moment after all. Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: there we go.
4: So, he took a Bible, made the pages look like flames, and added satanic images to it.
5: (laughs) (laughs) He called it
4: Unholy Bible, Very Revised Standard Edition.
1: Very revised? (laughs) What grade, what grade oh. was this person? Oh, he's like grade five this is a
4: uni- or university. <laughs> oh, university. is that a
1: university. Oh, okay. All right.
3: <laughs> I love that guy. Okay. Oh,
1: he's amazing.
3: Oh. I love that guy. We should get him on the show.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, you're our next guest.
4: <laughs> right? Is it offensive? You'll find far more offensive things inside that book, but aren't as subjective. And that's the point. Harris had his own reasons for what he did, and none of them have to do with blasphemy.
3: I'd be kind of curious to see what kind of a grade he got on that project.
4: I would, too. Uh I hope he got an A. I was thinking a lot about questioning authority in general, said Harris, a sophomore studying art and entrepreneurship. People question different types of authority, but for some reason, religious authority seems too taboo for the question. Exactly. So I thought I would give it a shot. And to you, I say,
3: well done. Yes. Well And it's exactly that, right? I mean, you you know you're oppressed when you cannot question an authority of any kind. That's when you realize you're in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the uh, Jeebus has been giving a pass like that for way too long. Way too long.
4: Oh yes and apparently another student's dad had a problem with that. Amazing. After the piece by Riley was displayed outside a classroom, one young girl who was part of a church gathering at the (laughs) Wish Camper Center noticed the piece, prompting her father, Charlie Flynn, To slam the display, asserting, This is someone's sacred text being desecrated, destroyed, and displayed in a public place.
3: You know what? The recipe for Orville Redenbocker popcorn is someone's sacred text, too. Who cares?
4: (laughs) I couldn't help but feel no one's sacred text should be treated that way. I think it's very inappropriate.
3: Yeah. Um, this is the same guy that's going to, when, when people say, you can't build there, it's a native first land, uh, sacred land, uh, he's going to say, well, who cares, he bulldoze the place and build them all there, right? This is the same kind of guy. It gets better. His sacred text is bad, but, you know.
4: This gets better. If I saw a Quran with pig blood on it, I would certainly call someone, or a Torah with unclean foods on it. This is a Bible with Satan's image put over Jesus' image and around Christmas time. But when that's happened (laughs) I don't understand why that would be viewed as an institution as an institution of higher learning. (laughs) So it's like apparently he's not okay if other that was to happen to other religious texts, but I'm I'm curious to see if that's actually the case. Yeah. I was wondering
5: I I was wondering I I feel like maybe not. Yeah, I mean if the Quran was treated the same way, would there have been an outcry? I mean, probably by... Somebody else.
4: Not by him, yeah. Not by him. No. But yeah, so I say bravo to that student.
3: Yeah, bravo Mm -hmm. indeed. Bravo indeed. All That's right right for Perfect.
4: So, moving on, as we know, there's a Christian substitute for just about everything in the secular world. (laughs) There is also Christian health insurance.
2: Oh,
5: God, no. Oh, yeah, we covered that that a couple years ago.
4: Only the most devout (laughs) believers can buy into... And just like those other Christian alternatives, it's much worse than the original.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And I'm sharing this because the way they do it pisses me off. The way groups like Samaritan Ministries and Liberty Health Share work is that everyone in the system pays a specific amount into the insurance pool every month, but they don't send it to the providers. The company tells them where to send their money and how much to send. If you need something covered yourself, you ask the provider to send your name to others in the pool. That's not really that different from other insurance. Uh, except it's not regulated. And the providers can cut you off at any time if you're too expensive to cover. If you did something they deem immoral, you won't get any money at all. <laughs> so, good luck getting contraception. Yeah. Can have a same se- can be a same sex in a same sex couple. Like good Luck, Yeah, exactly. So everything's great until the moment you need them the most. <sighs> and that's where it gets mad. Because you imagine if you're in a spot where you're just diagnosed with something and you're obviously dealing with a lot of stress. And you're like, oh, well, at least I have this one thing. At least my medication or whatever for this thing is going to be covered.
3: Nope. I don't think so. no. you did something very moral. you sinned and that's reason to stop payment. yeah. It also to show that they only worship money. That's the true worship, the true God. yeah,
4: and it's like guys,
5: there are a couple of pretty big providers, Christian providers though in in the field that I, I think the reason that if I can remember when we we covered that a couple of years ago, um, the reason it was springing up, was because if people didn't get insurance uh, uh, on the Obama plan, they were um, penalized, they were taxed, and so this was a way of avoiding they being penalized, and it, it, it um, qualified under, under the okay. insurance. Mm-hmm. So that was why it, it
3: sprung up. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and when we yes. come back, we'll have Ethan Dodge and Tracy Harris. So stay with us. What's up, heathens? I'm the Godless
0: Engineer, and it would be great if you could join me on my YouTube channel. Over there, we post videos every day. On Mondays, we normally post a response video of some kind. Tuesdays, we post our daily Bible podcasts that I record with KC. Wednesdays, we read comments. Thursdays and Fridays is conspiracy theory and flat-earth stuff. And we have a new segment that runs Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays that is Today I Learned from KC.
2: Hi, y'all! So please join us over
0: on the YouTube channel, Godless Engineer, where we always stand up and use our voice.
2: Attention fellow Atheist Podcast listeners! We are the Godless Heathens Podcast. Here's the details with no fine print.
3: we got new episodes available every other Sunday.
2: Sunday! Sunday! There's three of us, just like the Holy Trinity. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. Coming to you from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta. Where we'll examine the crossroads of politics and religion, but from a secular perspective. Sometimes we get heavy, sometimes we get deep. And no one is above reproach or mockery, especially each other. It's more of what
3: you want and less
2: of what you don't. So open your hearts and minds to the godless heathens in your podcast rotation. And you just might learn something too. By the end of this century, if emissions keep rising, the average temperature on Earth could go up another four to eight degrees. What I'm saying is the planet's on fucking fire. There are a lot of things we could do to put it out. Are any of them free? No, of course not. Nothing's free, you idiots. Grow the fuck up. You're not children anymore. I didn't mind explaining photosynthesis to you when you were 12, but you're adults now, and this is an actual crisis. Got it?
3: Joining us online is Ethan Dodge He's the founder of Truth and Transparency And joining us of course is the lovely Tracy Harris uh, Ex-co-host of the Atheist Experience She's smart, she's brilliant And she's beautiful And Ethan's pretty good looking too They are snappy dressers and snazzy dancers Guys, welcome Left thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. That's a,
0: by far the most. Uh, I, I think that's my favorite intro I've ever had. So thank you. Ah,
3: there yeah. we go. Everybody on the show turns out to be a snappy dresser and snazzy dancer. It's
0: uh, my, I guess, my, my wife my wife makes fun of me because for me, wearing jeans is dressing
3: up, so thank no.
6: you. <laughs> wow. He we put can, on pants today.
3: Oh, yeah. that, That's one <laughs> more than we have. We don't have any pants. I'm usually, just by, the audio. Yeah, yeah, just for
5: the audio. <laughs> well, we, exactly. We do our show naked, so, you know, jeans yeah, dress you, up for you us. You know clean. how
3: they say you need to picture people naked when you're doing a speech? That's why we do naked all yeah. the time, so that's why. We- I,
0: <laughs> I would expect nothing less from an atheist podcast, so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> good one <laughs> all right so um maybe maybe for our audience that might not be familiar with uh, Ethan and Tracy uh, maybe you guys would be so kind to give us a quick bio of each one of you let's start with Ethan
0: yeah so um, my name is Ethan Gregory Dodge I was uh, born and raised Mormon um, left the Mormon Church about oh about four years ago I think um, it's been, it, it seems like it was so long ago, but really, it, it's not that long ago. But anyway, um, and since uh, then, I founded, I co-founded a website called Mormon Leaks um, with, uh, with Ryan McKnight. And um, we had some success. It, 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 the site was exactly what it sounds like. We were putting out leaks, uh, of confidential information from the Mormon church. And we, we were able to expose some corruption there and we actually expanded to a website called faith leaks. Um, and we were doing the same thing, expose some corruption within the Jehovah's witnesses. Um, and then in 2019, about a year ago, uh, we, we ditched both those names, Mormon leaks and faith leaks, uh, in, in favor of the truth and transparency foundation, which was always the name of our nonprofit organization that accepted, uh, tax-deductible donations on behalf of those two projects. But the difference now is rather than just putting documents out there and acting as sources for other journalists, we, ha- we have now become the journalists ourselves and we are an investigative nonprofit newsroom dedicated to um, promoting transparency within religious institutions.
3: Fantastic. And Tracy? Yeah, so I
6: was mainly known in the atheist community for my role with the atheist community of Austin for which I served as a board director and also officer. Um, and hosted and co-hosted a few of the shows over there um, Atheist Experience and also Godless Bitches and that's where I actually came across Ethan he was invited on as a guest and talked to us about one of the lawsuits that they were involved in where uh, one of the groups they were trying to expose was suing them to try and keep the documents from being publicized and so Ethan was kind of going through this whole story about the intricacies of this lawsuit which ended up yeah, you know, it could have been a very dry story listening to the legalese of you know these things, but it was actually super interesting for me to hear all of the sort of clever tricks and twists that these the religious group was using to try and squelch this document from coming out, get this information from coming out, like doing everything it could and pulling out all the stops to try and think of any excuse to to stop, you know, almost like someone's tax returns were Mm. gonna be released and they would do anything (laughs) to stop them, right? Just, uh, you know, and so I found it super interesting and I thought that the project sounded very interesting and uh, I thought Ethan did a really good job of explaining what was happening and also a really good job of um, understanding what they had to do in order to kind of counter all of these weird, you know, blocks that were being put up Um, and I didn't really think that much about it, uh, afterwards until Ethan got in touch with me again and said they were starting this push to try and, um, go a little bigger with this thing and do a little bit more with it. And I was immediately interested, obviously it's a, it's a very cool effort and it's something that I think is, has a lot of value, has a lot of potential and I would like to see them succeed. And that's kind of why we're promoting as hard as we are right now. It's why I reached out to you and said, hey, would you help us with this? Because we really need to get the word out. We need to get the word out insofar as Promoting donations, but also exposure. If people would like to go and visit the uh, truthandtransparency.org website and just see um, what they've got going on there, if they, if you find it interesting, if you think it's good work, if you think it's worth supporting, feel free to donate. If you don't have money to donate, but you still think it's worth supporting, feel free to you know share it out with mm-hmm. people. Um, I definitely w- we appreciate all of the help that we can get. and We really appreciate you having us on today to talk about it.
3: Well, you might regret that in a few minutes. No, <laughs> no we'll, we'll certainly do all the, all we can do. And, uh, of course, we'll, you guys will be sending us the links that we'll put in the notes of the show for, for the audience to follow as well. Uh, let me play devil's advocate here for half a second. And why why is it that you two are against capitalism? I mean, why, why are you bashing these poor churches that are not making any money? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, of course. Um,
0: we, uh, so, uh, on, I, I mean, on that note, I'd like to – I'm sure you saw the Washington Post break a story that supposedly the Mormon Church is sitting on over a hundred billion dollars in the U.S. stock market. I did, and uh, that that story was extremely interesting. And actually, um, we kind of got scooped on it. We were um, working on that exact same story. However, we um, in 2018 we released public documentation uh, that definitively tied. 32 billion dollars to the mormon church in the u.s stock market Mm. um whereas this this report from the washington post is solely relying on the word of a whistleblower which isn't a bad thing that's not what i'm saying they just there's just not nearly as much substantiated documentation as we have provided in our 32 billion dollar leak and um i but anyway you're that's why i said that you're uninformed because these churches are making a shit ton of money um And uh, the, the Mormon church, especially, has a very interesting history. It's often said that they are a religion that dabbles in business, but in all reality, they are more like a business that dabbles in religion.
3: No, I absolutely agree. Yeah. I think you're, you guys are absolutely right. Uh, you know, there, there was an interesting fact that came out uh, several years ago saying that, the, according to the uh, WHO, uh, it would cost between 30 and $50 billion a year to eradicate hunger worldwide. And the same the the, the, the same stat basically shows that in the US, it's close between 70 and $80 billion a year that is sent to churches that basically disappears. In, in mm-hmm. church records, uh, when you hear a number like that, and knowing that the U.S. is five percent of the world population, that's an astounding number. Oh yeah, yeah it, it basically yeah. it basically shows that you know the the reason poverty exists today is not because we can't eradicate it; it's because we don't want to.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. I I agree. Um, and yeah, and I, well,
6: I would just like to say, I mean, to me, that's one of the more egregious things here, right? It's mm-hmm. it's just like part of the reason for the tax deductible i mean for the you know for the tax breaks for these um, churches and religious institutions is the assumption that they're doing public good. Mm-hmm. And so when they are very i guess groups that are isolated like you know the Mormon church where you have a group where it's sort of more of an in-group thing like the churches where i used to attend we didn't do any public service. We were very very insular. It was all about the people that attended the church. We didn't do outreach. We didn't do homeless work. We didn't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, whatever money was coming in is tax deductible because of service to the community that we weren't really doing. And I feel like if a when when these churches have these massive amounts of money like this, and you look at the public good that could be happening, and the r- way that they're you know. It, getting these tax breaks for all of this money because of the good they're supposed to be doing and really it's just a pile of money sitting and making them more money mm-hmm. they could be doing so much good with this um, and they are supposed to be doing so much good with this is I think the thing that's really bothersome to me
5: well how do they explain um, that that pile of cash that they're sitting on that obviously is adding to their wealth but isn't going anywhere how, how do they explain it's
3: because it's guarded by a dragon Oh. And you see the Lord <laughs> of the Rings there, are smogs of dragon sitting on a yeah. big pile at the Vatican gotcha. and at the Mormon Church as well. Yeah, yeah no, no, it was the
5: Mormon Church money. I oh would, yeah, of course. Yeah. Sorry, okay.
3: they have another dragon too.
5: Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but did they explain? did they explain why they're sitting on it rather than it's going to you know to um, any public good or? Uh, whatever it is. well, I'm gonna stop talking. I mean, yeah. have they even admitted to it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. they I they mean, came out with a they came out with a press statement the next day, um, recognizing, and essentially they were saying that they uh, yes, they do invest in the stock market. They didn't they didn't recognize and, and admit to that yes, we have that much money in the stock market. Um, however, they, they basically said, we have the right to reserve this uh, money for reserves for the future for, as a rainy day fund, right, which $100 <laughs> billion dollars is quite the rainy in day fund. It's, it's quite the rainy day. Yeah. Nuclear, yeah. It's, it's Nuclear what they weapons. To be fair, well, I, I don't know if it, this is to be fair, but the Washington Post article wasn't that far off when it said that they are... I think they use the word hoarding or something like that. That for the second coming of Christ, right? Because they they believe they very much believe in Armageddon and and that the and that there are go, times are going to get really really bad right before Jesus comes back, right? And so they're and, and that's just Mormon and Christian doctrine in, in general. And that's uh, I, I, I I the church has not recognized that that is exactly why they have it. However, if you ask any Mormon on the streets. Uh, that's likely what how they're going to rebuttal your,
2: your Yeah, and
6: I guess argument. for me again, though, it's just this question of do we want to consider that public good? Like, oh, right. we're going to protect people during Armageddon? I mean, right. is that really why we're giving tax breaks right. to help well, it's people like, after what, the rapture? What, what is money yeah. going to
3: do during Armageddon? The market cr- would crash. And the money would be worthless. <laughs> <Yeah>. What would
6: <laughs> we you? Think good we will be doing. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. well, <laughs> well it's I mean, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, similar to climate change right like all these christians are saying well we don't need to worry about climate change cuz jesus is going to come before the world blows up right not that the world's going to you know what right, I mean. but right. and and it and it's it effectively like they're killing all of us right i mean that's that's a hyperbole i recognize what i just said but how uh, it's it's very similar to that situation they're hoarding all this money saying that they're doing public good which by the way the mormon church has only ever admitted to doing about 40 million dollars of humanitarian aid mm. over the course of 10 years mm. where they're sitting on 100 billion dollars
5: <laughs> right, well, mean, are, right? is there any wild. evidence that the leadership is using that for their own benefit in any way
0: so the, the $100 billion that, that that was disclosed is solely in the stock market. It does okay. not, um, according to the whistleblower, right, it does not I- include their real estate, which is probably, yes. at, yeah. I, I mean, at least in the U.S. alone, they, they are the single largest landowner in the state of Florida, right? Um, and they own... They owned property all over the world. They have over 160 temples, which are at least 10 to 50 million dollars a piece, if not more, right? Um, and uh, as far as the Mormon leaders uh, getting, the Mormon leaders are compensated very, very nicely. In fact, we were the first organization to publish anything that concretely point, uh, pointed to this fact. Um, it up, they they'd always had this this. Um, saying that they had no paid clergy, and I even taught this on my mission. I I served a Mormon mission in Guatemala, and I would tell people, no, we don't have any paid clergy, they, they, they lived a good life, and um, they, they uh, mo- most of the Mormon leaders, the, the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles is what they're called, they were very successful businessmen in, in their careers, right, and, and so the belief generally was that they were very successful and that they were living off their money that they saved for retirement, when in reality, we released a memo <laughs> that was saying that they get paid $125,000 a year, yeah. so, and that's in, that's in Utah. Right, which is you're sitting pretty. You're si- you're sitting uh, pretty, pretty there in, in Utah on one hundred twenty five thousand oh, yeah. dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That and that game. was in twenty fourteen, so it's likely a little bit higher now.
3: Put that in getting money; it's like three thousand yeah. dollars a paycheck. Or something. I
5: mean, that's it's like, great. Wow. You know, religion on one <laughs> hand, lying about your money on the other, sounds pretty normal to me. Yeah.
3: But you guys, are, you guys are on the fo- the forefront of, the, of this battle. I, 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 when you talk to the average theist or the average believer. Why is it you you think they don't grasp the numbers on this? It's 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 pretty black and white and it's pretty, you know, obvious. How come the the average these uh, what do you think why don't they um, understand this? I mean, I know
6: that this is going to be, you know, Ethan's wheelhouse, but I just want to say in some of the interviews that I've been in with Ryan, who is the co-founder, um, he's talked about how some of the tips and some of the um, support that they receive actually comes from believers.
0: Oh really? Yeah. It, well, yeah. Well, so the We don't know 100% that the... (laughs) My job at the Truth and Transparency Foundation, what I do in my day job is I'm a cybersecurity professional, and so what I bring to the table for this foundation is, um, I. it is my job to protect our sources so that we only know who they are if they go out of their way to tell us who they are, right? Um, and so sometimes we know, sometimes we do not know, and yeah, I mean, it's perfectly reasonable to say that at least some of our sources have been members. Um, have Okay,
6: it, just to be clear, I wasn't necessarily saying your sources um, he was just saying that a lot of support that you get, like people who pay attention to your site and say that yeah. they like the work that you're mm-hmm. doing, um, are in in these religions where they believe that their religion should be policed.
0: Yeah, that they and, shouldn't
6: be abusing, you know, funds and things like that.
0: Yeah, and I think it's uh, I think that's something that uh, people and I, I I loop myself in here because I if you Google me online, you'll see that I also consider myself an atheist. But I, I think the secular community tends uh, to just lump all theists in one one basket sometimes when really it, it especially within mormonism there is quite the spectrum of belief right i have many 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 believing member uh believing friends um who yeah 100 percent support us um uh, they are the minority uh, but there is quite the spectrum there on uh, in terms of belief and those that are uh, kind of more towards the i don't know have a better bullshit than uh, than others uh, tend to support us, yeah.
6: I, I think you could probably think of it in terms of, you know, when we saw all of the um, child molestation coming out of the Catholic Church mm, and how some mm. Catholics left the Church and nope. some of them recognized the problem. They stayed in the Church, but they still mm. wanted the Church to be held accountable. Exactly. Um, other people defended the Church, but, you know, you had this range and the spectrum of Catholics and how they chose to address it. But there were definitely Catholics who remained in the Church who
3: still felt that the Church should be held to account. Wow! Now, now, exactly, Ethan. You said you were a cybersecurity expert.
0: Uh, professional, not necessarily an expert.
3: Hold on. Yeah. L- l- let me
6: just he d- gets paid for it, but he may not know what he's doing. he's—he's <laughs> no. he's very. I'm sure he's great at what he does. Let me just
2: make I, it let just,
3: me just make it, 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 it note it's,
0: here. The thing is, that, uh, let me let me preface why I don't like the word expert It's just software is and computers and systems are so intricate that. It is very hard to say that I... And cybersecurity is just such a broad field that I don't feel comfortable saying I'm an expert. Maybe little niche, niches within that field, yes, but not the whole field um, in general. I'm just, I'm, just yeah. making,
3: I'm just making a note for myself here. Uh, delete porn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. No cookies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you guys feel that, you know, what we're seeing there is, it seems to me like very almost symptomatic of the same kind of thing we see in politics in the U.S.? The average Joe out there that, you know, is um, for a victim, I guess, but still will go and defend people that are taking advantage of him or her. Do you think that this is uh, just an American phenomenon or do you think this is a worldwide thing?
6: I know it's not just in the U.S. because I have friends in other countries where they're observing the same thing. So I know it isn't just happening here mm. where people vote against their own best interests in some cases. Um, I think there's something. If my personal opinion is that there's something weird going on, and that's just my many years on the planet of seeing political cycles. I've never seen anything quite like this um, during my lifetime in the U.S. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I would I would agree, and and as Tracy said, what's happening in the U.S. now isn't unique to the U.S. And um, but I I do agree with your. Um, drawing that parallel though between religion and politics that yeah, people yeah. often, yeah, they defend the religion that is, um, may or may not be oppressing them and uh, um and, and uh, yeah, we see this very same thing in politics uh, all over the world.
3: I, I've got uh, – you know, as a Canadian, sometimes I get a bit frustrated with what goes on in the States because we, we, as a Canadian, we, we find a lot of Americans are very America-centric. You know, They know what goes on in the U.S. They don't know anything else about what goes on outside <laughs> the U.S. And, uh, for example, here in Canada, um, the city of Montreal, which is one of our biggest cities, uh, has started taxing churches. Now, they don't tax the church itself. The the place of worship is tax-free. But the property around where the priest, the little house where the priest lives and all that, that becomes taxable. Uh, And yet I don't see this idea taking root in the states. It's almost like they're blind to to this idea. Uh, Another thing that happened, too, is that in the same province, in Quebec, they decide to essentially enforce secularism for the employees of the state. In other words, as an employee of the government, during work hours. You can do that whatever you want when you're, you're free. Uh, but during the work hours, you're not allowed to wear your little yakama or your cross or your star David or your hijab or whatever. And, I, I, and yet I'm seeing a backlash against this kind of thinking. So what do you guys think needs to happen? F- I mean, you guys are reporting on it, but what, what does the government or the, the population in the U.S. need to do to uh, stop this leak, this problem? What do you think needs to happen? Uh. That's a big question. (laughs) How much time you got?
6: (laughs) I mean, I don't know about um, in Canada if it's there, but there's a really good documentary on Netflix called The Family where they talk a little bit about um, the influence of Christian dominionism and conservatism in our political system and how integrated it has become. There's another documentary that I think can be found um, probably online, so I'm sure there's a way to get a hold of it. It's called The Revisionaries. Mm. And it was dealing with actually a specific situation here in Texas with our school board and how Christian conservatives um, infiltrated the school board, Dominionists again, to um, control our school curriculums around science and social studies and history. So, They basically owned the narrative downplaying things like slavery and Hispanic Mm. contributions, Mm -hmm. playing down Thomas Jefferson and other um, like founding fathers who were maybe not super religious and who advocated for separation. They kind of, you know, made them a little less prominent in the books and played up a little bit more the religious angle and certain statements or documents that might be more promoting of religious history in the US uh, and they also added people like you know Calvin uh, calvinistic principles and how they shaped our history right and kind of in my head I'm thinking I'm fine with talking about how Calvin has influenced the country and it should be taught as a negative right yes, like yes. <laughs> it really did some bad things to our thinking about society and how it should work but they uh they very much are infiltrating the government very purposefully um, with an agenda and i think what we're seeing now is some very coordinated efforts that are coming to a more public light and i think the question is just going to be whether people in 2020 here in the u.s decide that that is the way they want to go with this or not I mean, it's it's a real tipping point now. I think it's very pivotal to say we knew for a long time that um, there was a lot of backlash. Like religion had been trending down, right? L- religiosity and association with religious institutions was on the decline. Absolutely. And so they've known uh, for a while that they're that they're on the ropes here. Um, and we're seeing a lot of uh, voting restrictions that are happening, right, that are beneficial to conservative politicians. Um, We're seeing gerrymandering and things like that that are happening. So they are aware that they need leverage in order to succeed, um, that they won't get just from an open vote, and they're kind of making sure that that happens, that they have that, and now that they've kind of packed the courts here, right, so we have this three-pronged Government that is the Congress, the U.S. and the the justice system, and they have packed the courts. And I think I'm what what I'm interested in, and what I think may happen is that in the past during my lifetime, the courts have been sort of a check on conservative social overreach, right? So when they went after individual rights or freedoms, the courts would sort of cut that off at the knees, not always, but often. And now I'm concerned that what we're going to see is that, uh, one, I'm, I'm worried that we will see a re-election of a conservative president. And number two, I think um, I'm concerned about the fact that even if we can do something about the Senate, we now have a court system that we're going to have to deal with that is going to
5: mm-hmm.
6: be finding in ways that we're not used to. So, something goes to court, and we say, "Oh, that will never be upheld because it never has been upheld and suddenly, I think we we are now in danger of maybe seeing that thing upheld, you know, seeing these laws that we're used to saying that can't happen um being being told that it can well the, that's the thing that I'm afraid of mostly yeah
5: and 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 you should be afraid and, and everyone should be afraid because it's not jurists who are being. Put on the courts for the appellate courts or for federal courts, district courts. What's happening, as you well know, is Mitch McConnell's agenda is to get anybody on there who, if not a real uh, a real conservative, and who and, and and someone who who has the training, who is an attorney, who knows the system, they'll put anybody on there who is willing to corrupt themselves just to keep that job and to be told what to do so you you get these you get these wackos on there with no experience whatsoever (laughs) and when a case comes before them they don't have the slightest idea how to rule so they'll call up you know the whoever on the gop they're supposed to contact and say how am i supposed to vote on this one george and george says oh it, we're, we're against it. So you have people who don't even think or reason they will just follow orders, you know,
3: and that's really scary. I'm just wondering why you looked at me directly when you said wacko.
6: Because you're sitting in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's a little reminiscent. The documentary that I mentioned before, The Revisionaries, the Texas School Board, an expert, right? The, the criteria for an expert is that three school board members vote that you're an expert. Oof. So it's kind of like what Nancy's talking about, right? The idea that you don't have to have a degree in this, no. you don't have to have experience in this, you don't have, it, they, they literally could say that anybody is an expert and they threw down David Barton as an expert uh-huh. um, who literally has no degree and no training and he just is a Christian dominionist who writes books saying we're a Christian nation. Yeah. That's his That's his claim to expertise yeah. uh, and he promotes a site called Wall Builders um, that is a, just a site for Christian dominionism um, and, but this, uh, you know, yeah, this is scary times. Um, and there's a whole lot to unpack i guess with all of it and with the politics and the religion mixing like it has been Um, unfortunately that may in some cases i guess there could be times when that's going to be within the scope of what um, ethan is working on and sometimes it won't be right i mean but corruption i think I mean, Ethan. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but if I felt like we could demonstrate, for example, something was an inappropriate um, combination of religion and politics, that we would be happy to do so.
0: Yeah, that we it, if they but any story that would have anything to do with any religious influence in it, um, whether it like. I don't know, just any any religious story that ne- wasn't necessarily brought to light, we are interested in bringing it to light, whether it shows corruption or in some cases we have published some stories and documents that put, paint uh various religious institutions in a good light and that right but if we absolutely if we were to see get a story or a tip of some su- of some religious institution or a religious individual or something influencing politics whether for better or for worse absolutely we would publish that
3: so when so, you guys yeah. do truth and transparency do you guys just solely focus on the us or you guys go international Oh, we definitely go international. Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll we'll publish anything.
5: Send it our way. Send it to <laughs> Ethan. Yeah, so you guys, for sure. You guys got a pretty good following at this point.
0: Yeah. So the majority of our following are is within the Mormon and Jehovah's Witnesses community. Um, and when I say Jehovah's Witness community, I mean the ex-Jehovah's Witness because yeah. <laughs> they they <Yeah. laughs> they're they're much more insular than the Mormon community. Um, but uh, and then and then I mean we do have a good amount of, of followers within the uh, atheist and secular communities. We were at AAcon last year um, get, meeting people and, um, and whatnot. so yeah, we have a decent following, but the um, are we, we're ready to up until now we've been doing this for three years now. We launched in December of 2016 and up until now, it's largely just been Ryan and myself mm. right we've had we've had some volunteers that we consult with um, and, and and help us out and whatnot but we are now trying to ramp this up and like mm-hmm. I, I, exactly what Tracy was just saying about re- the religious influence in, in politics in the U S and just the U S in general. I do think that over time uh, things are going to get better as the, as younger generations uh, come up, but we need to, we need to expose the corruption that's going on behind the scenes now. Mm-hmm. So, so that w- when that time does come, we can fix it. Right. Um, and, and, and I think, And I think that speaks really well to our strengths. That's why an organization like us exists, is to expose stuff like this and to hopefully make, I mean, uh, without signing... Uh, sounding too idealistic make the world a better place I guess you know
3: <laughs> yeah absolutely and uh, we yeah. certainly encourage you guys to do that uh, it's it's interesting that the US like uh, Tracy was saying a bit earlier uh, there's been a decline in, uh, in religiosity in the US Gone for a little while now but the US is still in the G7 and the G8 the most religious country besides, aside Turkey uh, which is, you know, sometimes we look at you guys and we think you guys are like two steps ahead, two steps uh, from being a theocracy. It's just mm-hmm. absolutely mind-boggling. But yet, it seems the Christians, for lack of a better term, have outplayed us. They really have. You know, they've put themselves in a position, although they're declining, they're still holding all the reins of power. Do you feel that maybe, as a message for the uh, the your, your, the listeners out there, that maybe it's time for atheists to be a bit less apatheist, <laughs> Sometimes uh, the, the term I <laughs> use? Um. Uh, I,
0: I, yes, but I also has, uh, with a little bit of a caveat. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I personally am not a fan of militant atheism. Oh. <laughs> um, and I, I actually, I, I steer away from labeling myself as an atheist solely because of the reputation that the atheist community has. Mm-hmm. I prefer the label of secular Mormon. That said, um. I do think, uh, yes, the secular community, it is time to stand up for the separation of church and state a little bit more. Um, I do think that uh, uh, atheists deserve as, as a seat at the table as much as anybody else. Um, yeah, go ahead, Tracy.
6: Oh, I was just, it just puts me in mind, um, so I'm attending a, uh, a UU church now, mm. And one of the things they have is, like, broad um, embracement of multi-faith, right, or no faith. Like, they aren't interested in what you believe religiously. And their practice is just about doing good, doing charitable work, doing supportive work, protecting the marginalized, protecting the downtrodden. I mean, that's what they do. And when I went there, the first thing I noticed before I even went inside the building was their Black Lives Matter banner banner and their rainbow banner that were both outside. And I remember thinking, anyone can hang a banner, but what's happening in there, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I wanna know is what are you actually doing? Not what are you showing? And so when I went in, I found out that they had a lot of you know subgroups that were focused on different work efforts around the community. And one of the things I really liked is that they are offering their building as sanctuary. So they actually have people living in that building who, if they stepped out, could be grabbed by ICE and deported. And they have a sign on the door that ICE is not welcome, that this is a sanctuary, that they are claiming sanctuary as a church mm-hmm. to protect these people and i look at that and i say i think for myself when i think about what i want the country to be i'm my mind is way more broad than atheist right i mean i'm thinking in terms of i don't care what you believe if you're willing to help me help that person that's what matters to me
3: yeah humanist one hundred
0: percent,
6: or or just you know, just plain old compassionate. You know, I mean, just the idea that you will not let somebody go back to a dangerous situation because that's just not morally correct. Yeah, it's- and I, I need I need to be surrounded by people that share those those goals, and I think that what i like about the uu is this idea that you can have all of these people with all these different faith traditions behind them and none of them think their faith tradition should be what is navigating what we're doing mm-hmm. like all of them are just like this is the right thing to do mm-hmm. yeah, and behaviors, it, we, behaviors we can are work together yeah exactly excuse me
5: as a behavior, I said behavior. I didn't mean to step all over you. but It's just no, behavior. No. Behavior, behavior is more important than belief. And uh, you know, I was a member of UU for a long time. UU, you, you, you mean really UU, or yeah, yeah, you, you, <laughs> like yeah. and. Um, I voice. was very comfortable there, and for many years, and raised my children, you know, as Unitarian Universalists. So, um, and and they've they've always been at the forefront of doing the right thing, the compassionate yeah. thing, the kind thing for for humanity. N- not because they're doing it because you're you're Christian or you're Jewish right. or you're whatever, yep. but because you're a human being and deserve to be treated equally. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. I Also one hundred percent. Also yeah. here, they have padded pews. Way better yeah than the old because Catholic ones. Yeah,
6: yeah. yeah they're very comfortable yeah, yeah. no the yeah. but the but the reality is I've met some atheists that I wouldn't want to live in their America mm,
3: yeah yeah yes exactly. yep exactly Tracy Ethan thank you so much for joining us today on the show I really appreciate that uh but the mic thank is you. all yours go ahead be shameless promote yourself if people want to find out more about what what you guys are doing here where can they find you
0: yeah, um, head over to truthoftransparency.org. Um, you'll see that we are in the middle of a fundraising push. Um, essentially, if we don't get a certain amount of money pretty soon, uh, I don't know how much longer we're going to uh, last here. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if uh, donate what you can. Um, we would super appreciate it. Um, we are sitting on um, dozens of stories and thousands of documents. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Um, but we can't publish until we get a little bit more funding, um, so that we could uh, get some uh, media insurance to protect us from frivolous lawsuits. So, um, so yeah, please uh, help support us. Sign up for our newsletter if you're there. Sh- uh, share us on Facebook, social media, and uh, thank you so much.
3: Do you guys have a Patreon page by any chance?
0: Ah, uh, Patreon page? No, we nope. do not. Um, it but uh, we we have a Patreon on, Patreon like like our donation page right now uh, has uh, levels of of membership that you could purchase, and we're uh, in a, in in exchange for some swag and whatnot.
3: Fantastic. And Tracy, where can people find you?
6: Um. I'm not actually doing too much in the secular community except working with Ethan on this project. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a little blog that I'm doing that's called At Home in My Head that's hosted on WordPress, but it's mostly personal stuff. So if somebody's interested in just sort of, you know, what's going on there, that's fine. They're welcome to come and just hang out, but uh, it won't be like the atheist Atheist Tracy, so I don't want anybody to be disappointed.
3: It's mostly just personal and for fun. <laughs> Perfect. That's, let... the
5: best. that's the best. kind.
3: <laughs> okay. Before I let you guys go, I gotta have you say, "Hi, this is Ethan and Tracy, and we took a left in the valley."
6: <laughs> Hi, this is Ethan and Tracy. <laughs> right, and we took a left <laughs> at the valley. Ethan, you gotta say it with me. We're oh yeah, one, that's a... one, two three.
0: Hi. Hi, this is Ethan Ethan and and Tracy.
6: (laughs) I'm going to say, you say Ethan when I stop. Hi, this is.
3: Okay. (laughs) Okay. This is good. Hi, this is.
6: (laughs) Say Ethan. I'm sorry.
3: Okay.
0: Let's go on three. You, you count to three and then, then I'll be ready. Here we go. Okay.
6: One, two, three.
0: Hi, this is this is Ethan and
5: Tracy, and we took a left the back, at the,
3: the valley. Back. Fantastic! Oh, you that have
5: works. just become <laughs> the best of any of the, the,
3: <laughs> the, intro the message, we ever had.
5: yeah that we record. I think you need to run that to whole top. outro. Like don't uh, yeah, edit it. oh yeah, don't worry, we will. <laughs> yeah, you've risen to the top like cream. Thank
3: you. <laughs> And that was the amazing Tracy Harris and Ethan Dodge. Yeah, they're exceptionally good, aren't they? They are. They are pushing a great cause, Boy, I and I were... highly, highly recommend you support yeah. them. You go yeah. there and go, go follow the site. Uh, we'll put the links in the show notes, and uh, you know, go in there and uh, make a donation if you can. I mean, this this is a worldwide worth. While effort, well,
5: you know, most of the good these days are are, are coming not from our institutions, but from investigative journalists yes. who are exposing rot and and corruption. Because so many people believe what they read on Twitter or on the social media, mm-hmm. and they they don't have any um they don't have any way to to really understand the the politics behind things mm-hmm. the corruption the power the greed and it's through um, uh, Tracy and Ethan and people like them that they get to know what's really going on and if they can accept that as the truth, which it is, that's more powerful than anything else that's happening yeah. nowadays. So they've got to be encouraged.
3: Yeah, know, absolutely, and, and, and followed. I, I know that I know that a lot of theists are stuck supporting their faith and their church often yeah. as an emotional response, but that doesn't mean that we should not expose the data oh, yeah. and the facts behind what actually goes on.
5: Well, and if you're religious. The- is real, you'd want that exposed. You wouldn't want that tainting your belief, would you? And what what
3: made me uh, become an atheist was the realization of the hypocrisy yeah, of the church I was going to uh, the Catholic church and all that so why if it worked for me it could certainly work for others and it just needs to be done because it's just yeah. even if it not for billing atheists but because it's just the right thing to do yeah exactly perfect exactly thank you so much for joining us on the show and appreciate that and thank you for Tracy Harris and Ethan Dodge for joining us you can follow us at com. you can follow us on Facebook on Twitter at Podcasts, and send an email at left at com. You can become a patron. Go to Patreon slash Letv and help us uh, grow the show. Give us a five-star review where you find us. It helps us and helps others find the show as well. Perfect. Coming up. What are we going to come out on, Nancy? Next oh,
5: week? I don't know. Somebody interesting, I know.
3: That's right. We'll be talking to Randolph Richardson. He's the uh, the, the head of Canadian Atheist. Oh. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. And we'll be talking to uh, uh, Janice Selby. Remember we had a show a couple weeks ago with uh, Dr. Del Rey about religious trauma she's also into that she's the one that kind of helped do the whole conference we'll have uh, Jason Henderfield from Sensibly Speaking and we'll also have uh, Chris Shelton Talking about Scientology
5: A lot of interesting topics From people who we Don't know that well But we'll get to know Who they are
3: What their causes are and exactly. Learn
2: something new Fabulous
3: We'll have some great things Coming on the pipe Absolutely. As per usual got- A new decade mm-hmm. A new decade That's starting on the right foot I hope A new
5: decade <laughs> A new studio A new cat on my lap The Life is
3: good Yes And the dog is on my foot <laughs> Oh God Poodle You kill me All right. Thank you so much, guys. Until next time.
2: (laughs) All
6: right. So I'm going to join on a different system. So let me log out of here and then I'm going to join a different system. Sounds good. Okay.
3: All right. Now that she's gone, we can bash her.
6: I'm trying to be gone. how do I get gone? <laughs> I'm just going to close Skype on here. Apparently, <laughs> apparently then, then, now you
5: can start Apparently, up. we're just
3: not good enough for her. She needs a different computer.
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that woman's going to come back with a vengeance now. Well, well I, I
3: wouldn't part. want to mess with Tracy. She's no. way smarter than me, so I'm going to
5: We started out so nicely with Ethan, and now...
2: I see it, I see it, it, to be I'm an atheist. atheist, atheist I'm an atheist. atheist, atheist I'm an atheist. atheist, atheist, atheist I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist, 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 atheist. Now let me take a sec on me, that sounds so hateful. But I swear to God, what intended I find it disgraceful. The thousands of children are raped by priests. And since the holy men of God are get away, Scott the very best to keep it on the hush. Don't wanna affect business. He loves money too much. We know that they love the kids, but how the fuck can we protect them while they plan to molest them, them? Fuck that. The system is broke down, working backwards. And the only action of tactic I plan to practice now is to attack oh, them. The parties of God's hands, are bloodstained million. Take a sec, don't mean it sounds so hateful, but I swear to God, unintended, I find it disgraceful, that many atheists are told to be quiet, you're not alone, speak your mind, time to let it be known, I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, and